I know you want to get comfortable, but uh, Winston Churchill said you could trace the downfall of London when the preachers stopped preaching about hell and brought conviction in the church, you know. Going to church ought to, ought to make you a little uncomfortable sometimes, you know. Amen? Not in a bad way, in a good way. Provoke one another unto good works and godliness. Amen? Just, uh, if you will, just turn and greet somebody next to you. Release the love of God in the building. Just say a quick hello. And, uh, and I'll find my place where we're going tonight. Hallelujah. How many of you were here this morning? Good. How many of you received something this morning? You know, there's always impartation. You can, you can be seated. You can be seated. There's always impartation that comes um, in a service like, like these because the Spirit of God is moving mightily. And uh, I need a uh, Kleenex, that would be good. I don't think that this holes is going to work while I'm speaking. Is that okay? I get rid of that? All right, praise the Lord. You know, Paul wrote to the church at Rome in Romans 1.11. He said, I long to see you. Isn't that nice? When somebody longs to be with you, that I may impart to you something spiritual to this extent that you might be established. And, uh, you know, I, my brother pastored a church in Ohio in another part of the state for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, he would bring in, try his best to bring in just about every one of the five full ministry offices because each office stands in a room and they bring a, an impartation from that office that... Um, um, is very, very uh, important because, you know, pastors, you know, they're with you all the time. They smell like the sheep. They're with the sheep all the time, you know. Dr. Summerall should say, he that follows the sheep will have doo-doo on his feet. Uh, pastors lead, and you have good pastors that lead you. Now, I'm not trying to refer you as something stupid tonight because you're not. You're precious in the eyes of God, and he loves you so much tonight. But, you know, each office brings something with it that is very prolific in the realm of the spirit. I was in uh, Fredonia, New York. Fredonia, the pastor there is the state director for Rama, uh, Brother Hagen's uh, ministry. And uh, he has, he, they have, they've like actually, very much like this church, they have a, he has an apostolic call, and he has launched 12 churches. Now, very much like I say that your pastors, that there's an apostolic calling where they raise up leaders and mentor them and stick with them, and they keep expanding the kingdom like a spoke on a wheel. Are you there? You know that, right? You know, like there's only believe ministries over in Kenton and Urbania. and or, Did I say that right? That, sound, that sounds like somewhere in Russia, you know. <laughs> Urbana? How, Urbana. Okay. All right. So, hey. 
give me a little while, I'll pick it all up. And, uh, you know, and so, so there's different locations, but it's the same spirit, it's the same DNA. You know what I mean by DNA? And so we have the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith believes, therefore it speaks. And uh, this ministry speaks not only to this region, but to the world. And I'm speaking prophetically out of my spirit right now. This ministry speaks to the world. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. I always say two-thirds of the name of God is go, G-O. I said, well, I don't feel lead. And I always say, there's too much lead in your pants. Uh, I went over real well. Pastor, I'm behind you. Pastor says, you're so far behind me, I don't even know where you are. And so we need to get connected to the ministry here. You need to get connected in the spirit with the assignment that's going on, which is prolific. You do understand that there's an apostolic ministry here. Amen. And you're, you're safe with your pastors. They're safe people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, your pastor's not flying out to Las Vegas, you know, and hanging out with Tom Jones and rolling the bones, you know? Playing, you know, you understand what I mean? Playing dice or doing something crazy. They're integral people. You follow me? And so there's an office that functions there. Now, oh, I guess it was about 2009, I was in Fredonia. And... Uh, it was about 2.30 in the morning, and I, I just finished. We were having spirit, Holy Ghost meetings. I mean, yeah, they're pulling chairs out, people all over the floors, you know? And that's the kind of meetings I like. And sometimes it takes a little while to get there. You understand? It takes a while. It takes time to turn a ship. And so it takes time. You have to have multiple services to begin to move a congregation in a direction what the Spirit of God's trying to do with it. So nevertheless, I'll just share this as an example, and it's not draw attention to myself, but 2.30 in the morning, the Spirit of God dropped in my hotel room. Now, you have to understand, there's two realms right now that are, that are in this room. There's the natural realm and there's a supernatural realm. And there's a very thin veil between both realms. And as a, as a believer, you're going to travel, if you do spend time with the Lord, you're going to travel in and out of both realms. You have to. You have to walk in the Spirit. You know the Bible says, Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit. Well, what's that mean? Well, I'm walking in the Spirit, you know, walking in I walk by faith. No, that's not what it means. It means walk into a realm of the spirit realm. You walk in through praying in other tongues. You get in there through the spirit of through worship, and there's different ways to get into the presence of God. I put worship on, and that helps push me in the realm of the spirit, and I pray long hours in tongues. I pray in tongues so much my tongue falls off, and I throw it back in my mouth. Because I have a whole teaching, and I think tomorrow we're going to teach a little bit on, on the the glossolalia experience, how to get into the realm of God. Would you like that? How many would like that? All right, good. I know you're taught here well. And uh, so when you walk into something, like if you were to walk through those doors, you walked into a building, you walk into a room, you walk into the realm of God. Right, Angel? We're walking into the things of God. And so I spent most of my time running in and out of both arenas. And I reach into the arena, and, I, and I, you know, there's, there's angel activity, there's demonic activity, there's the glory of God, there's direction. Uh, you have got to crack in and penetrate into the realm of the Spirit. Thank you for your enthusiasm. 
God did not give you the gift of speaking other tongues so you just would say, oh, I got it. Yeah, you know, I got it. But you have to pray. When you pray in tongues, you will crack in to the realm of God, your home. Are you there? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I'm very connected. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but I'm very connected with both realms. And I, I don't just you know, pray once in a while. No, I, I pray. It's a lifestyle. Praying always with all manner of prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all supplication for the saints. And uh, there's different types of prayers. We don't have time to talk about. That's not where I'm going at the moment. But I'm trying to help you. We have... And I don't mean something spooky or weird or, you know, fruity, flaky and nutty in the granola section at Kroger's. I'm talking about our home is the realm of God. And God has given you access into that realm. It's a horrible thing, I think. It's, a, it's not good that we would be given that opportunity to walk into a realm that's been granted to us by God and we don't even tap into it or press into God like we should. Are you there? You know, Rome, you know, 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful who's called you. He's calling you into fellowship with his son. The word fellowship is koinonia. And it it's really is defined as intimacy. And I think your first call in, in, in life, your first assignment in life is your relationship with God. And Daniel 11.32 says, they that know their God, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And God wants the body of Christ to be releasing exploits. You are exploits dispenser of the gifts of the Spirit. I know your pastors taught on the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit will change the world. Are you listening to me? There's three revelation gifts. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Are you there? Revelation, things that are revealed by the Spirit. There's three power gifts, the gift of faith, the gifts of healings, and the workings of miracles. Are you there? Three utterance gifts, which would be tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Are you there? I was in prayer when, uh, just not recently, just a couple weeks ago. And I saw myself in prayer, and I saw behind me, as I was walking and ministering, listen to this, it'll help you. The uh, Lord deals with me with pictorial stuff, you know. So I just share a few things that, you know, he says. And I saw myself ministering to people, and behind me was a nine-caliber pistol. Everybody say nine-caliber. They actually have them, you know. And in the, uh, what do you call them? Chamber. Chamber is the word. The Lord showed me those were the gifts of the Spirit. Three power gifts, three revelation gifts, three utterance gifts. And the Lord, I saw myself ministering to people and behind me, that gun was behind me. And when I would stand in front of somebody, whatever they needed, 
the chamber would load, and bam! Nice, right? The Bible says earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Or the King James says covet. You know what covet means? Really want something really bad. Strong desire. Amen. It's the only thing the Bible tells you you can covet. You shouldn't covet your neighbor's wife or husband or their house or their whatever, their wealth, whatever. No, no. God gives to all men freely, you know. Ask, you have not because you ask not, but ask that you might receive, that your joy may be made full. God's no respecter of persons, Romans 2.11. But if you don't ask for the gifts of the Spirit, you'll not have them. And they're in the house. You say, well, where are they? Well, I brought them if you didn't. Are you listening to me? You don't mind me talking out of my spirit, do you? So, the gifts of the Spirit, now, the 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7 says the manifestations, everybody say manifestation. manifestation. Did you notice the word man? Some of you got it. Man, ladies, you're included, okay, because you were in Adam. I'm not going to say the woman, womanistations, no, the manifestations. The manifestations of the Spirit, that means God is going to manifest through man. Because John 14, 12, Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also, but greater works because I go to the Father. Are you listening to me? So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 says, the manifestation of the Spirit, everybody's Spirit, is given severally as he wills. So you can't turn the gifts of the Spirit on and off. It's as he wills. But I got news for you. He wills. I found it out real quickly. He wills to release his power through man. Amen. I was in, and don't forget, I won't forget about New York and that state director, so hang in there. I was in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota, and this is a church where um, they, they have three different churches, very similar, apostolic. You know, when I saw... Uh, I, I met Oral Roberts, you know, years ago. The Lord told me, he said, I'll bring your feet across the paths of the previous generals. And I have. I met Brother, Brother Hagen, T.L. Osborne, uh, Lester Summerall. Um, what was the other one? No, I never met Brother Shem. It's the only one, but, I, but God connected me with Eric for a reason. So that was something there. It was going to be some connection there. And... Uh, Nevertheless, I, my brain is not going, but it doesn't matter. But the, pro, the, the thing that I'm trying to say is God connected me with those, those other men for a reason. And uh, these men carried the power of God to their generation. Now, if we do not contend and carry this thing to the next generation, it will be lost. And your husband and this ministry are contenders for the miraculous. In the spirit, I know your, your husband in his younger days was radical, and he still is. He's a content, contender 
It's on both, it's on you. This ministry was established out of the supernatural. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born in the realm of the spirit is spirit and it is life and it is everlasting. Except the Lord build the house. They that labor, labor in vain. Notice the house got built, but God didn't build it. So what will build the church? It will be the demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. Paul said, for my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration." demonstration. The Lord told me, he said, son, you're supposed to teach, of course. He said, but primarily your function is to demonstrate the miraculous. John G. Lake said, no man or woman is fit to preach a gospel they cannot demonstrate. You're called to demonstrate the miraculous. Tonight, in the air, the miraculous is here. Anything can happen in this room. So I was in Owatonna, and they had Oral Roberts, and I told you that I met Oral, Oral there. I led worship for him. There was an apostolic call on him. Saw it on him, too. It was apostolic. He built a university from the ground up. He said the greatest thing that he, the greatest secret that he learned was seed faith. Richard, God's a good God. Remember? How many of you remember? He had a great revelation that God was a good God. And the devil was evil. Imagine that it, that it, had to, it had to come to that, that people would realize God is good and the devil's evil. We're so far educated, and that was such a powerful thing, and it still is true today. But I was in Owatonna, and uh, listen closely. And uh, I was ministering, and we had powerful services, just like New York, and I'm going to get back there in a minute. I'm even though I'm following the Spirit. And I was sitting in the front row. We did... Uh, we started these meetings on Thursday night because I'd been there several times. So they knew the ministry. So you could start on a weekday. We did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. And it was Sunday night and I was sitting right there. And the pastor got up on the podium and he said, there's miracles in this house tonight. I'm like, yay. Like I didn't know. Because that's really like a ball and chain. That's what I'm after to demonstrate. And, and congregations have got to move with God. If you don't move with God or you don't move with the Spirit, then you'll miss it. It has to be imparted to the next generation. One generation shall praise His name and declare His mighty acts to the next. All these years, you and your husband have been displaying demonstrating the miraculous, the ministry of Jesus and contending and you've had all hell break loose against you because of it. 
So the pastor got up. He said, there's miracles in here, miracles in here. People all up on their feet, lifting their hands. And the pastor looked over. He gave me that look like, come on up here now. So I walked up, clicked my mic on. And I'm not exaggerating, you know. I'm being on, just telling you what things, you know. Because we have to talk about the spiritual things. We have to talk about some of these experiences to impart some things, to stir you up on the inside, to covet and desire spiritual things. The Bible says we ought to provoke one another unto good works and godliness. You know, there's some churches you go to and they just get familiar with you, they get casual with the ministry. Oh, I've seen that before. You have? Oh, yeah, we've seen, we've seen that before. Listen to me. Do not. Do not take lightly the manifestation of God in your midst. The Bible says there's those that would honor me, these people. Jesus said, honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 2 Timothy 3, 5, there will be those in the latter days that had a form of godliness that denied the power thereof. He said, from such people turn away. One translation says, yes, they'll go to church, but they'll turn their backs on the power. Berkeley's translation says, yes, they'll attend church, but they'll be strangers to the power. God forbid that we do not birth out the DNA of God the real remnant of God, the real move of the Spirit, the real that other generations previously contended for to hand the baton to us, that we drop the baton and don't contend and pay a price? You know, I got to a point where I, I liked prayer more than doing public ministry. You know? But I know I gotta, I, you know, you gotta do it. Are you listening to me? Because really, listen to me closely. In these end times, the only thing that's going to give you relief of the pressure of what's going on is the realm of the Spirit. For he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow, and we will say of the Lord, He is our rock, our refuge, the God in whom we trust. Revelations 1.10 John on the island of Patmos says, I was on the Spirit on the Lord's day. And I saw things and heard things and heard things. One translation says, I was wrapped up in the Spirit. I like being overtaken by the Holy Ghost. You know, in a love affair, you know, you ladies, your husband used to romance, he'd overtake you. Now he sits on the couch and flips Fox News Channel. I'm just kidding. I don't know what he's doing. Romance. Don't ever lose your romance with God. The church at Ephesus. He wrote to the church at Ephesus. In Revelations 2 and 3, he said, I, I know your works, and I know you, you, know, you worked hard, and you wouldn't tolerate those apostles that lied, and you wouldn't tolerate their sin, but I have something against you. You left your first love. The message Bible says, what's wrong with you? You walked away from your first love. Everybody say first love. The first responsibility that we have 
is our relationship to God. Is this helping you? Everybody say first love. Don't ever stop romancing with the Lord. In fact, you'll find out that you'll get the better side of it. Because he will release himself into you and love you. And the only place, listen to me, I'm telling you, the only place that you will find peace from the pressures and the end times is in the dwelling in the secret place. The anointing. The anointing. And you can't go from church service to church service. You've got to do it in your own house. You've got to do it in your car. You could pray in tongues on the way to work. You could... Turn the TV set off, maybe close the door and go in your room and pray and spend time with God and press in a little bit farther and penetrate. I always say, I use this term, crack into that realm. Crack in, move in. Press in. Press in to God. Are you there? Mark 5, verse 24, there was a certain woman at the issue of blood who suffered at the hands of many physicians, grew nothing better but worse, but when she heard about Jesus, she said in her heart, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. The Bible says she pressed through the crowd. There were people all over him, pressing him. Why you say that? Because... The woman says, just said, you pressed through the crowd. She overcame her public disgrace of her hemorrhaging. She had a menstrual cycle that wouldn't turn off. Can you imagine, ladies, the situation that she was in? You have a menstrual cycle that comes, you know, whatever, once a month. Can you imagine having a continual shedding of blood that you wouldn't stop? Public? I'm not trying to be weird here or ugly or, you know, listen to me. She had suffered at the hands of the medical field. She had spent everything that she had. She grew nothing. She didn't get better. She grew worse. But when she heard about the anointing, Luke 4.14 said, Jesus returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Notice the location, the power of the Spirit. And they went a fame throughout all the regions about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, which was his custom. And he opened the book of Isaiah 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. John G. Lake said, I'd rather have the anointing on me for five minutes than own the world with a fence around it. The most greatest possession you have is the anointing. And let me tell you something. If you have it, it's with you. You don't have to go try to work it up. If you have it, it's on you. Now, you can enhance the anointing. Spending time with God. Fasting. Are you there? Study the word. Are you there? Worship. Laying on of hands is a big impartation. But ultimately, when the day's said and done, you have to generate the presence of God for yourself. We are... Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power, dunamis, 
after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Let me say it to you like this. You are a power generator to the life of God. What are you generating? Strife, division, arguing, despair. If you get along with God, everything, everything, everybody say everything, will be fine. I've, I've had days where so much issues and so many problems and get over in the presence of God, it all fall off of me. Gone. Stripped. The enemy's hands are stripped like football. Stripped off of you. Can't touch you. Are you there? You know, they say that, uh, oh, I'm glad he showed up. Glad you're here, man. What's his name again? Quentin. Quentin. Nice. Good to see you, man. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad Quentin's here? Yeah. All right. I'm glad. He even brought his ball cap. It's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was a youth pastor. Had a lot of fun with kids. What was I saying before that? Huh? Huh? Stripping off of the world. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship them for a minute. I got to get my tongue reconnected to my spirit. Father, we worship you. So the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed. She pressed. Everybody say pressed. She pressed towards the anointed and the anointing. Did she or did she not? And when she touched him, when she made contact with the anointing, the Bible says, Immediately in the Greek, virtue, which is dunamis, which is dynamite, was released out of him. So what was Jesus conscious of? An outflow. Everybody say outflow. So John Lake used to say a lot of times the anointing is like electricity. And he used to say that your hands are booster cables to the life of God. I call them jumper cables. Are you there? See, so, so people, you know, they're empty. I lay hands on them. And the anointing flows in. And they get filled. In services like this, you'll get filled. You're right now, in fact, right now you're getting marinated. You know? You understand what marination is? Anybody even barbecued? <laughs> you're being marinated. Because sometimes there's tough steak, you know. Tough issues and problems. You get marinated and they throw you on the grill. And God begins, our God's a consuming fire. And then you come up on the floor, you lay down, you roll around. And it's, well done, thou good and faithful servant. <laughs> Some of you guys say, what do you say? Forget it. You know, but you know, God's got to get some people on the grill. Burn off the chaff. 
lay aside the weights and the sins that so easily beset us. In the anointing, the anointing's hot, it's fire. And Acts 1 8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, power generators, generators of the life of God. And Jesus returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And they want to fame throughout all the regions about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, which was his custom or habit. Hebrews 10.25, Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he wrote Hebrews. He said, forsaking not the assemblymen of the saints, as you see the days drawing near, which some have done. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What's the message of the poor? You don't want to be poor anymore. He became poor that through his poverty you might be made rich, for God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The book of Malachi, I'm going to tell you, you talking to me. You must be talking to me. Bring you all, world man, rob God. You know, I heard, a, I heard one person say, well, there's a bunch of God robbers in the church. You know, no, you're robbing him from the, being able to bless you to get on God's economy when you don't tithe. Jesus said, where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. You listen to me? You know, I used to, when the first church that I, I worked at, it, it was a Deep South Regional Director, Sam and Becky Carr. They were the Deep South Regional Directors. I was a youth pastor, associate work, whatever. And they had me, because I had a business degree, they had me account the offerings and stuff. And they said, well, don't you say a word about nothing to nobody. I know I didn't. I was like, Pfft. But you know what? I made a mental, like a mental observation. I watched people that tithed and they were on fire for God. I watched people that didn't tithe and I watched them not come in. They were inconsistent. They weren't doing as well. Why? Because where a man's treasure is, his heart is also. Are you listening to me? I've gone, I've gone to churches, worked my tail off, and they send you away with an offering. You just think, might as well just give it back to them. They must need it more than you do. Dishonor the office. Dishonor. Now, they've already taken the offering, so I'm not trying to get another offering. You listen to me? And I could go there for, for a while, but I'll be careful, because when Jesus appeared to Brother Hagen and spoke to him for an hour and a half on the prophet's office, he said, he, he turned away to walk away from him. I, I watch things, I listen to stuff, and I take things to heart. He turned back to him and said, be very careful about finances. He said, many of my ministers called by my name become money-minded and lost the anointing. And I won't lose the anointing. Are you listening to me? In fact, I'm going to tell you something right now. There's, there's some forefront ministry right now that they've gotten away. They're getting off on finances. 
Now, I'm not against prosperity and the, and the word and the teaching on it, but they're getting in a ditch on some things, and as a result, they're putting prosperity ahead of the anointing. I'm watch, I've watched some things. I, I, I observe. God shows me things. And there's a few of them I'm in relationship with. Unless God tells me, I won't go talk to him, won't say a word to him. But I know I've watched it. I've watched people put, they put money ahead of the, like they covet after that thing. They, they shift, God starts blessing their ministries and then they stop, they stop pressing in and they, they rely on the corporate anointing. Are you listening to me? Let me clarify that. When I come here, there's a corporate anointing because you're here in the house. But I spend long hours in private to pray for me personally to carry the power of God. And if you, listen to me, if you go ahead and get casual and just, anoint, and just rely on the corporate anointing, corporate anointing, corporate anointing, you're heading for trouble. Is this helping you? Come on. I stood at the table with a, a minister and his wife, and they were just asking me, you know, like, because you... Like, you know, like I'm very relational, very fellowship, but like I'm in hotels and they said, well, why don't, why don't you fellowship a little bit more? I said, well, I came here to help you. You know, we fellowship. I can talk after the meetings. I'm like, and then he said, well, well how, you know, I said, I, I, brought, I need to pray. He said, well, how, how much time do you pray? I said, well, sometimes I, you know, whatever. I just do my best to press into the realm of the spirit. I said, I, I won't touch the pul pulpit. I won't touch it for a minimal of three hours in tongues. I won't touch it. And then, like, days where I have full days, I'll, I'll get in, you know, five, six, seven hours of prayer to come in to manifest the power of God. I want to bring the power of God to my generation. There's a price to pray and to pay for the anointing. And this minister, large ministry, he said, well, how, how long do you pray? I said, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? He said, well, no, tell me. I said, no, it doesn't matter. I said, and I told him, he said, he said, bro, you're working too hard. He told me I was working too hard. And I thought in my mind, I'm not working hard enough. That's what I think, you know, like sports, you know. Now, here's what I thought. If, if there's people in the gym tonight, and, and, you know, playing college football, if they're in the gym for two hours, I got to be in there three. If they're running three miles, I got to run five. That's how I think. Are you listening to me? It's called dedication and consecration to the Lord. When the body of Christ gets more consecrated and more dedicated and sold out to God and presses in, I mean, I don't mean you can't have fun and go out and have fun time. I mean, that, that, you can get weird too, but, you know, you know, some people are so spiritual, no earthly good, you know what I mean? They get weird in a ditch in some ways, you know, and they're, you know, there's demons in the soap dish and, you know, the wonder bread, you know, hey, signs and wonders, you know, and they get a little weird and I've seen people get in a ditch. I don't want to get in a ditch. I want to stay balanced in the in respect that I'm intellectually targeting things and balanced, but, but I also want to be excessive in the things of God. The world we're living in, you know, Wigglesworth used to pray an hour before he would go into services, but he said he wouldn't pray, he wouldn't, he never would go 30 minutes without praying or 30 minutes without reason. He was always, you know, always walking with God. Don't you think we could kind of ramp it up a little bit? Come on now. I'm here to make you a little uncomfortable, but to inspire you too. 
Amen. So she pressed through the crowd. When she touched, when she touched him, immediately the Bible says dunamis was released. Do you want power? Press to the head of the church. Press. Matthew 5, 6 said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst. Hunger is a good meal. Thirst is liquid. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For my words are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need to be ashamed, rightfully divided in the word of truth. Preach the word, be instant in season and out. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. There'll come a time they'll not endure sound doctrine. They'll hip to themselves teachers having itching ears. Are you listening to me? Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate in there day and night to do all that is written there and then you'll make your way successful and find good success. You have to attend to the word. You have to know. You have to get knowledgeable. You have to study. You have to keep the word in front of you day and night. I was in one service. One guy walked to me. He said, you know, Brother Chris, I think you quoted about 85 scriptures in the service today. I said, really? That's good. It's nice that you were counting. (laughs) listen Paul said you're an epistle written and read by all men come on study man shall not live by cheesecake factory alone (laughs) but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Jesus said, I have meat that thou knowest not of, feeding on the realm of God. Senses anointing coming in here. Are you there? So, back to Owatonna. Is it okay if I follow the Spirit of God? Is this helping you? So the pastor, he said, there's miracles in here. He said, Brother Chris, come up. And when I started to walk, you know, towards the pulpit, all of a sudden behind the, the back drop, like the stage here, I saw like a cloud begin to drop in. Everybody say cloud. Now, I'm not exaggerating. Listen to me, I'm not. Let my tongue, you know, be super glued to my roof if I'm lying. That would be weird, wouldn't it? And I saw like a cloud come in. You know, in the Old Testament, the the manifestation, Genesis 16, verse 7 said, in the morning thou shalt see the glory of God. Exodus 33, 18 Uh, Moses said, I beseech thee, O Lord, show me thy glory and thy power. He said, you're not able to look upon my face, under the Old Testament. But he said, I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock, and I'll pass by and let you see my Levi's. It means his back parts. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 
Verse 1, when Solomon made an end of prayer, the fire came down from heaven and burnt the sacrifice and the offerings. And the glory of the Lord did fill the house. I like when he comes into a building. He takes things over. And then he starts, then he starts penetrating into you and he starts moving into you. And then you're going to let things go or hang on to it. You're going to get free or sit there like a bump on a log or a log on a bump or whatever you want to say. John Lake said, when a man or woman sits in a service where the power of God is in manifestation and they sit there and they stare, they have lacked an encounter with God. Now, I know we're training, and people are going to come from different times and walks, and we're working with everybody. We're not critical. That's not the spirit of where we're coming from, because everybody's coming from different places, and we're training you. But I'm trying to help you to open your heart and hunger level to him, because he will fill. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. John chapter 7, verse 37, on that last great day, Jesus stood up and cried with tears down his face. He didn't cry, yell, tears, crying. That's how much he wants to come into your life in a greater dimension and reveal his love to you and show off in your life and make you great and make you strong and make you a vessel of honor and make you a vessel that glorifies his name. The real church, the real body of Christ. If any man thirst, ladies included, let him come unto me and drink. For this he spake of the Spirit of God that was not yet given, for Jesus was not yet glorified. Angel, for out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's what flowed out of him when that woman touched him. The woman, there was a river that flowed out of him, a river of God, a river of the anointing. It was moving and out of him into her. And the woman fell down, fearing and trembling. What was Jesus conscious of? An outflow. He said, Master, the multitude, you see the master, master, the multitude's touching thee and thronging thee. And you say, who touched me? No, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me wanting to, some power, wanting to do a power generator, want to connect with the anointing, want to connect with the power, want to connect with the other realm, want to connect with me. My kingdom come, thy will be done. Want to connect with the head of the church. Want to connect. You can have, a, you can have all kinds of beautiful lights in your house, but you, until you connect that into the socket, you have no electricity, you have no light. For out of your belly shall flow rivers. You're a dispenser of rivers. Guess what? You cannot give what you do not possess. Now, I know the gas prices are going up and everybody's flipping out over, don't worry, God will supply everything. It'll be fine, even though it's ridiculous. But, you know, some people, they run their spiritual walk on empty, constantly on fumes. I want to get filled up, get filled, fill top off the tank, top off the tank. I like to keep my car topped off, you know that? I don't know what it is, it starts going to half tank, I'm not going to go fill that thing up. 
I don't like letting it go past half a tank. I like it to fill it. Does your husband do that for you? He fills it up for you all the time? You do that? He doesn't. He's like, where, where are we? What world? Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. No, he, he just, he's in the spirit all the time. I'm just having fun. He's a sharp, sharp man. I'm just having fun. Now listen to me. Your hunger level will determine how much you get. How hungry are you? Ramp up your hunger level. Do you know there's a lot of times where God's dealing with you and your heart, like spiritually, to be drawn to him and you go in the refrigerator and make a sandwich and you just quenched, you, had, you misinterpreted the signals? You walk away and you still feel empty. I'm not talking about processed food that has no nutrients in it. I'm not talking about that. That's a whole other story. I'm talking about the fact that sometimes we miss the signals. God's wanting to fill you up and pour his spirit into you and your spirit man's crying out for reservoirs of the other realm to be filled with God and to be hungry. And you go and quench it and doing something in the natural and you find out, you're saying, really, you know, I still don't feel any different. You know, you can't put it together, but really, you need, you need a fresh infilling. Grant unto us fresh oil from heaven. Psalms 92, 10, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh, fresh anointing, fresh power, fresh penetration, fresh power that comes and touches his body and they become invigorated with life again. Fresh legs, fresh vision, fresh hearing, fresh voice. I hate, le I hate leftovers. I don't like leftovers. I like everything fresh. Unless it's pizza. I, I like cold pizza, don't you? All right, now we're back in the flesh. Sorry. See, Galatians 5.16 says, if you walk in, walk in. Now, when you walk, you don't, if, unless you were Michael Jackson, you do the moonwalk backwards. I'm not talking about, I'm walking, walking in. Walk in to the realm of God waiting for you. He's been calling you. For God is faithful who's calling you into fellowship, into me see. Into me see, into me see, into me see, into me see with God. No one can do it for you. You know what? I actually found out that there's a grace when you start pressing on. Grace kicks in for you to press in even greater. It's the flesh that'll keep you out. Wigglesworth used to say it like this. He'd say it like this. I always, I've read his book, Ever Increasing Faith and several, he said, I always start out in the flesh and end up in the spirit. Think about that. How many, ever, how many of you ever thought that you went to a gym, you worked out? Anybody ever work out? You're like, I do not want to work out today. I do not want to go to the gym, but you got there and you worked out and it was one of your best workouts ever. Why? Because you started in the flesh. You didn't want to go, but you forced yourself when you got there. Like, I'm so glad. How many of you, I'm so glad I did this. It's the same thing true with God. In the natural, you'll be fought. You know, as soon as you time to prayer, you know, the phone will ring and, you know, Aunt Susie from, you know, Colorado calls and she's got an ingrown toenail and the cat just had a hysterectomy and, and uh, you know, and all kinds of things are going to blow up and all kinds of things will come to distract you from the realm of God. 
Before this trip, you know, uh, you know, my daughter had some problems, issues. Just the devil to stir stuff up so that I couldn't sleep. I didn't. I slept one hour before I came and one hour last night. Two hours and two days, just to stop me. Why? Make me tired. Well, he's got news. I got, I got some Holy Ghost mojo. We're gonna still kick his fanny. I can sleep when I die. Everything will be fine. Right? Some of you had eight hours and you said, <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on now. You're in the army now. General D'Amico signed you up. I'm, you signed the papers. You signed up. What are you doing? Reporting for duty, sir. Uh, I, uh, well, uh, I'm going to watch the NCAA finals. Wait, 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 wait. That's okay to do that. But seek ye first. Seek ye first. You're a man after God's own heart, this man right here. You love God. You know why I know that? Because the Spirit of God shows me that. And you're in the front row. Because people that don't love God are not in the front row. Now don't, mis don't misunderstand in the back. I'm not, it's fine. Sometimes, you know, whatever. All right, now for a commercial break. <laughs> I get in trouble, see? You get in trouble because you, you get offended, walk out because I'm in the back. No, 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 you're in the house. That's all that matters. But people that are in the front row, you know, like, like when I played college football, they blew the whistle. I was the first guy around every time. You better believe it. Thank you. I don't think I could do it again, but. <laughs> Why? You know what my coach said? He said, he said, Chris D'Amico has been a bundle of energy since he came to the university. That's a good compliment. A bundle of energy. I don't even know what that means, but a bundle of energy. It means I put out. I work hard. Your pastor, this church did not just like, it didn't like, like boom, pull out of the ground one day. <laughs> you know, like special effects. No, it came through hard work. Through you working together with that office. And hard work, hard work. You know what? And I don't want to get into legalism, but you know what? God, there's a man word side and there's a God word side. And everything we do is by grace. But let me tell you something. You have got to start paying a price, because I'm telling you, there are things coming on the earth, I'm telling you by the Spirit, that if you're not ready for it, if you're not positioned, yeah. are you listening to me? I'm preparing you. Yeah. Paul said in the latter days, difficult times shall come. Yeah. Perilous times shall come. Hard to amplify Bible. Ham amplify Bible. Hard to deal with, hard to bear. One translation says it's going to be hard to be a Christian. You cannot float. Dead fish float. You're not, going to, you're not going to make it unless you put some energy in and begin to invest in the things of God. Is this helping you tonight? I'm enjoying hearing it. Stir it up.
Paul said, Timothy, I want to put you in, in remembrance of the unfreighted faith that first dwelt in your grandmother, that was in your mom, and persuaded in your mother. I'm persuaded it's in you too, son. Use generational impartations. That's what I was telling you earlier. We need to pass this thing on to the next generation. There's a changing of the guards. There's a, there's a move of God that must be imparted to the next generation. He said, stir up the gift of God that's in thee through the laying on of hands, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. Get fear out. If you're afraid to go through a door, kick it open. Fear thou not, Isaiah 41.10, for I am with you. Neither be dismayed or discouraged, for I am your God, for I will strengthen you. Woo! I will help you. I will uphold you through the right hand of my righteousness, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound, well-balanced, disciplined noodle mind. Well, I don't know if I can do it. And talk that unbelief around us. What's the Bible say? You can do all things through Christ who empowers you and strengthens you with his anointing. You can do it. And remember this. Anytime you go to a next level, you're going to be met with resistance. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I've had more hell break loose against me for the anointing, but I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> like the roach, you know, they get the raid and says, right here. <laughs> you have to endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't, you just, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't pity party it. You can't, you're not going to win if you're blaming everybody for all your problems and all your issues and everything that happened to you and you, when you were a kid, this happened to you and this injustice. Now listen, we're touched with all that, but you know, how many years ago was that? Shake it off. Well, you don't know what happened to me. Well, I don't, and we're touched with the feelings of your infirmities, and we love you tonight, and, you know, they that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, not please yourself, and there's great compassion. But some people are caught in a cycle of victim mentality. No, you're not a victim! Snap out of it! I don't know why I'm saying it. You're a victor! And he will cause all things to work together. Your success in life is not predicated on the opinion of another man or another person's actions against you. If you get a hold of God, you can triumph, soar, and overcome anything. Shake it off. Some people walk in the room and they got a violin. But he hands out Kleenexes. People come in the prayer line. I went through a divorce. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. How long was it ago? 30 years ago. 30 years ago. You can't have been married four times already. I'm just kidding. You understand? I don't advocate being married four times. But you understand, all that time you're moping about something that happened so long ago, you can't have been remarried again. 
Now, I'm not minimizing pain or, or suffering because I'm not, believe me. I've been through a lot. I've been, you know, what could the devil do to me? Throw me on a shish kebab thing and cook me? What else could he do? You know, they didn't call Jeremiah the weeping prophet for a reason. The prophet's office gets assaulted with great, greatest, all offices do, especially the prophetic office. Because you speak and you say things that release the body and release people and signs and wonders and miracles. Are you listening to me? I, I honestly wish our predecessors would have shared a little bit more about some of the battles they went through to help us a little bit along the way. <clears throat> but maybe we wouldn't do it, you know, if they told us the things they had to walk through. But let me tell you something. It's time. Listen to me right now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it boldly like in the military. It's time for you to toughen up. That's for some of you. You have to toughen up. I was recently at the mall, you know, Sarasota, UTC Mall, United Town Center, and I ran into this, the most amazing story. I ran into this guy from high school. I couldn't believe he was in Sarasota. I said, what are you doing? He said, we're looking at maybe to buy her. I said, great. He played college football for Ithaca College, and we played against each other. We played together in high school. We played against each other. He said, he used to call me Chrissy. You know, I, I don't really like that, but he said, you know, call me. He said, why don't you call me Sissy? Don't you call me Sissy. I'm Italian. You talking to me? Call me Sissy. Yo, Adrian. He said, Chrissy, he said, I'll never forget. We were in a game. We played against you. He said, you went across the middle, man. This is what he's telling me. I'm sitting there. My daughter's sitting there. It was probably good for her to hear it. He said, you went across the middle, man. You were bold as a lion. He said, you got leveled. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Anything else you want to tell me? You know? He said, you got leveled. I, I th he, said, he said, man, you, you almost did a flip in the air and you went down on the ground. He said, you know what? And then you popped right back up. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. You got to be able to take a hit and pop back up right away. Come on. Enduring hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we don't faint, quit, or give up. First Corinthians 15, 58, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing your labor is not in vain in God. Nahum 1, 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who put their trust in him. God is your refuge. God is your strength, a very present help in time of trouble. The Lord is the light, the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? For the Lord is the strength, Jehovah, the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There were great assaults in the book of Acts. Are you listening to me for the work of God, Satan? If they didn't get a miracle, they got their head cut off the next day. It was job security. Miracles were job security. Some of you went right over your head. Job security. If you didn't get a miracle, they got your head cut off.
Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you. You are of God, beloved, and overcome them. Because greater is he, greater is he that is in you. He is in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Galatians 2.20, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ that lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me and gave himself up to me. The distilled translation says, I consider myself now having died and enjoying a second existence, which is simply Christ Jesus using my body. The head of the church lives in you and makes you dangerous. The devil's having a hernia I'm teaching tonight. If you know who's in you, that makes you dangerous. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. If they hated me, they'll hate you. Blessed are those who endure temptation, test trials and afflictions. James 1, count it all joy, my brethren. Everybody say, count it joy. That means you've got to count joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You have to count it all joy, my brethren. Listen, when you encounter various test trials and afflictions, knowing that the testing of your faith worketh patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5. But if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberty to all men and upbraideth not, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For the double-minded man is unstable in all. Get double-mindedness out. Get the eye of the tiger. Get focused again. Get back on your game. Get back to your first love. Get back in the presence of God. Get back to work. Get back to God. Get back on your game. Let not that man expect to receive anything from God, being double-minded. When you're double-minded, you'll get defeated. If I was going into battle and I had uh, a general or somebody, and he was double-minded and know what he's doing, I wouldn't follow him because he's going to get himself killed and all of us killed. Get single-minded in your home. Get single-minded about tithing. Get single-minded about giving. Get single-minded about your walk with God. Get single-minded about your wife. Get single-minded about your husband. Get single-minded about your assignment. Get single-minded about certain parameters and things that you will not do as a code of ethic. You know, what, you know what you're doing by single? You align your thinking with his thinking. You align your purpose with his purpose. You align your heart with his heart. Hallelujah. Well, you know, you're in the game. You might as well get on the field and start playing hard. And you go on the field, you don't play, and you show up with your helmets crooked, and you're, 
and you get beat up, and every time you get knocked down, you take a hit, get up and start hitting, start playing, you're in the game. Push back. You have dominion. You have authority. In Jesus' name, you let the devil know who's in charge. You're in charge. He's not in charge. You're in charge. You tell him to go. You're not mad at me, are you? I'm trying to stir up the troops. I come to shake it, stir things up, stir you up, prepare you, get ready for the greatest miraculous outpouring, a harvest of souls, returning prodigals, miracles, signs and wonders, the miraculous, the book of Acts. It is here, it's in the atmosphere, but you have got a hunger and thirst after it. Move with it. Move with your pastor. Move with the anointing. Move with the vision. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Wake up the mighty one of war. Beat your prune hooks into spears. Let the weak man say, I'm strong. How you doing? What? That's not like Charlie Brown. Remember the, the teacher? That's how unbelief sounds in the ears of God. Be clear. I told my daughter, I told her, I said, and I'm compassionate. Believe me, I'm not like, you know, Mussolini or some, you know, crazy dictator. I'm not that way. I'm very compassionate. I'll sit and talk for them for hours and, you know, and, and you know, I'm relaxed. We laugh, and, but, you know, I'm intense about what I do. I have a job to do. I, I said to her, I said, um, honey, has dad ever been unclear about his, what I, no, dad, no, you're pretty clear. You know, God is very clear. He's clear. Read the Bible. He's clear about everything. Now we're wondering about gender. Are you kidding me? Give me a massive break. Woke. Just take the W off and put a J in front of it. Joke. Liberal agenda. It's dark. It's from the pit of hell. It's a minority. We're the, we're the majority. The church is an entity in the earth that the devil can't do what he wants to do because we're the salt of the earth. And we push back and we let him know that we're not allowing politicians in office that don't honor God or don't honor good principles. Oh, but wait, brother, there's a separation from church and state. <laughs> Misunderstanding, no. The separation of church and state was to defend the church from being assaulted by the state. Fourteen of our founding fathers were men of God, were ministers. They wrote the Constitution. Listen to these guys preaching. Well, you know, brother, we don't want to talk about politics. We'll lose our 5013 status. You might lose it anyways. With the way things go in this crazy country where it's going. Have a voice. You have a voice. You speak up and you say what you mean. Don't be, mo don't be mean. Don't be, you understand, don't, don't pick up baseball bats and hit people and do weird stuff. I'm, not ta I'm talking about have the voice of truth. You open your mouth wide, he fills it. You speak the truth in love and you grow up unto him and you are a force, a verbal force, a lifestyle, the manifestation of God's presence. 
Are you with me? Amen. This is good teaching tonight. So now back to Owatonna. It was the cloud that came up behind there. Remember, say cloud. And I saw that cloud. It began to move from the back towards the podium again to move. And I watched it. I watched it come all the way past me. And began, the pastor once said that. Began to move into the congregation like a mist, like a cloud. Second Chronicles 5.13, when the singers and trumpeters became as one lifting their voice, saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, praising on musical instruments of the day, harps and whatever they want to use, bass, keyboards, whatever you want to use today, they were saying, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. For the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning and great is his faithfulness. And oh, we're not faithful. He cannot deny himself. When we're faithful, he remains faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful. He hastens over his word to perform. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the uttermost ends of the earth. God's right where you're at. He's with you. He'll never leave you. He's with you down here in this earth. Saying the Lord is good and his mercy. And then the house, that's the church, the building, was filled with a cloud. Filled with a cloud cloud of his glory. He said, what did you do? Now, let, me, let me back up. Out of that cloud, and I, I may have shared this before, but it bears repeating because we're talking about the manifestations of the Spirit as well. And I know it in my spirit. Pastors taught on the gifts of the Spirit not too long ago. Those would have been great sessions to be in, to listen to him teach. And there were angels, ministering spirits, sent to render service for those who have inherited salvation. Like one minister said, if an angel appears, you better have your diapers on, your huggy diapers. You say, why is that? Because you might wet your pants. Gee whiz, come on guys, laugh. <laughs> it's true, they're startling. They'll, they'll, they'll startle you. I've had some encounters in those areas. And the angels had something in their hands. And they were going, like, like, right, like if I was an angel right now, you know, you, and they were walking into the aisles and they had things in their hand and they were throwing them into the body. I'm like, what are they doing? Throwing things into the body. I said, I said, and I'm watching all this stuff, you know. I said, Lord, I had this thought, Lord, what are they doing? He said, they're throwing the gifts of the Spirit into the body. The gifts. Can you imagine angels coming in, you know, and throwing, like, gifts, and people that didn't want them, they threw them and hit them in the head, boom, dropped to the floor. Hit them in the shoulder, boom, boom, When I play as a wide receiver, you throw the ball. I'm looking for the ball. You throw that thing anywhere near me, I'm going to get that ball. I'm going to catch it. And every time I think I catch the ball, I'm going to score. 
in my mind. Every time I get, you throw me the ball, I'm going to score. That's what goes through my mind in college. You think that's crazy? No. I used to go to bed at night, and I would visualize the day, the next day to play, and I would visualize myself catching touchdowns. I'd lay in bed and I'd see myself catching touchdowns. I came up with creative ways to, in my mind, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. One time I was in a, uh, we played, I think it was Cornell. I'll just share that. And I was on the line like this, and I was ready to, is this okay? Okay, I'll just share it if you find. And I stood like this, and I, and I was about, you know, this guy's guarding me. Most of my senior year, I was double teamed, but this guy's guarding me. And I came off the ball, and I came up and I go, ah, ah, like I pulled a muscle. But I didn't really pull a muscle. And he stopped and looked at me. Are you okay? And I took off. Threw me a pass. 70 yards, touchdown. Now you can only do that once a game. <laughs> so the next time I came out, came up in the line, he goes, that was really good. <laughs> Come on, be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. There's a strategy. You think the devil's got ground on you? He doesn't have the Holy Spirit in you. You're always ahead of the game. Yeah. You connect in with central intelligence, he'll tell you what to do. That's why in James he says when, when you're going through trial, ask for wisdom. When you're going test trial, why? Because the spirit of truth is in you and he'll tell you how to get out of it or what to do or who to call. Just like David at Zegleg, you know, he's out at war, he's in the middle of the will of God, he's battling and he goes off to battle, he comes back, he's got 600 men with him, he comes back to Ziglag, and the whole city's on fire, the wives are taken, the children are taken, the Mercedes are taken, or your Chevrolet, whatever you drive, everything's taken, the city's on fire, and he's out in the will of God, and Ziglag is under assault. And he comes back to that after being in the will of God. Dirty, tired, exhausted, his men are taught. And he comes back to that city. And then he gets there, and then his men want to blame him and want to pick up stones and stone him. Isn't that interesting? When trouble comes, they always want to stone the pastor. It's your fault. You brought me in this mess. No, it's the devil. Stick together, stay on solid fronts. Say, so what did David do? David, the Bible says, he wept till he could weep no more. There's times when you have to weep. The carpet will fill up your blood. You understand, blood, sweat, and tears. Then the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He must have thought about the day he kicked Goliath's tail, took his head off with a sword. Radical teenager, under the gift of faith that was on him, ran at a refrigerator with a head on it and took his out. The gift of faith. The gift of faith is when you come to the end of your own faith, the faith of God drops on you, become another man, Superman, in the, in the phone booth. Batman. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You become something, the spirit of might comes on you and you take, it does not make sense to run at something nine feet, something tall. And he reached down, David reached down into the brook, which is the river of the anointing, and grabbed five smooth stones, which is the fivefold ministry gifts. 
grab them stones under the brook, the anointing. In the end times, David is a type and shadow of the Messiah that he's going to take the fivefold ministry gifts and launch them into the mindset of Satan. Where did that stone, when it, when it left the slingshot, the anointing hit it, where did it hit Goliath? What is this? The mindset. The fivefold ministry gifts teach and smack and the challenge and take the head off of deception and lies. And what the enemy's doing, the fivefold ministry gifts hit Goliath right in the intellectual department. Got it? Your pastor will teach you how to be confident, teach you how to win a battle, teach you, make you knowledgeable how to win a battle. And then he took the sword of the Spirit, and what did he do? He cut his windpipes. When you cut something's throat, it can't, it can't speak anymore. You take that sword, and you cut his windpipes out. You shut him up with the word. The Bible says Satan comes as a roaring lion, but Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the lion that has a voice greater than the roars of Satan, let me tell you the word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Ephesians 6, 17 says, taking unto you the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And when you swing that sword in the realm of God, you take out the assignment against you and cut its windpipes. Hallelujah. David encouraged himself in the Lord. There'll be times when no one around will encourage you. You're going to have to pat yourself on the back. You get in the mirror, you look at them, you say, you can do it. You look in that mirror, you say, everything's going to be all right. You look in the mirror of the word of God and you say, everything's going to be fine. You will win this battle. You can do all things through Christ. You have got to talk yourself into a place of victory. David encouraged himself. He must have thought about the victory over Goliath. Do you remember later there, there was uh, uh, Deg, like a, a wicked man who tried to take out all the prophets? Do you remember David came there and there was no food and he was hungry and he ate the showbread and he had no weapon and the high priest brought him the sword that was Goliath, that he took Goliath out. The same sword that you once swung in a previous victory is still available for you to swing and have another victory. And remember, that word was wrapped in cloth, which is the unveiling of revelation knowledge that causes you to win. Revelation. We have inside information. Hallelujah. It took, unraveled that sword. It's revelation, unraveling of revelation. Are you with me? So David encouraged himself in the Lord. Then he did what? Inquired of God. Inquiry, what shall I do? Shall I pursue? God said pursue. Some of you are going to have to pursue some things. To get it back. You fight back. With every setback, you don't sit back. You fight back. You do not give in. 
I don't care what's been burned down. I don't care what you've been through. It doesn't matter. You have to fight back. Don't give in to the enemy. Don't give in to the failure consciousness. Don't give in to this is my destiny in life. This, don't give in to that. You fight back. Take it back. Everybody say, take it back. <laughs> Inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue? He said, pursue. And the Bible says, and David recovered everything. It's time to recover some things. That means he recovered all the wealth, all the provision, all the wives, the Mercedes, all right, the Cadillacs, whatever you want to drive. They recovered everything, which shows me, and let me tell you something, David never lost the, never lost the anointing and never lost the blessings ever again. You can take it back, but it is not for the faint of heart. Maybe you've had, I feel in my spirit, there's those that have been set back and you think, I'll never get back. Yes, you can. Grace, the anointing, the power of God, one move of God, one breath of God, one, and everything can be restored. You grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God in vain. Psalms 5.12, you're shielded with favor. You have favor on your life. Are you listening to me? Some of you, I'm going to say it right now, you had dreams in your heart and you lost those dreams and you're sitting there thinking, I'll never get it back. Yes, you can. It'll take some courage, some strength to fight back. Some of you have had dreams that are unfulfilled yet. It's going to come to pass. It shall surely come to pass. It shall surely come to pass. So the anointing came into the building and the glory of God. Angels were throwing. Can you imagine that? I'm almost done, okay? So blessed are the short-winded to be invited back. That's 1 Peter 13, chapter 13, because there isn't one, but that Peter Dosik, verse 8. Could you imagine God walking up to you and throwing you something very prolific, like the gift of faith, and throw it to you and it bounce off your head and fall to the ground because you weren't looking for it? Or prophecy or... Uh, gift of faith or working of miracles and you weren't even looking for it an angel threw it at you you know if I throw the if I threw a gold bar at you you'd go oh my god grab it quick we can pay off the car but to, let me tell you something I'd rather have spiritual things than earthly things you can't take nothing with you you brought nothing in the world you can't take but you can take people with you and you can take spiritual things with you and in the other age you're still going to be working still going to be taught Things to learn. Hallelujah. See, what happened? I told the people what I saw. And people, without me saying a word, they all came, people came running to the altars. People began to repent. I didn't even say, I didn't even say anything. They began to repent. The conviction of, of the power of God came in. The, the anointing was there. The, the anointing arrested people's hearts. People were being like it is right now. It's in here right now, strong. People began to repent, come back to God. People began to come. They, they were teenagers. They were teen I didn't even touch them. They were falling all over the floors under the anointing. Well, I sure wish we could have one of those dear services. Well, we're here. Hello. You 
have to cooperate. I'm not talking about put on a show. This is not, this is not Barnum and Bailey's. I'm talking about cooperating with the Spirit of God. It can change you tonight. So back to Fredonia and we'll wrap it up, okay? So 2.30 in the morning, visitation, the presence of God. Power of God, I had, we had meetings, you know, I've been under the anointing and I'm laying there in bed, you know, like I'm like, Lord, I, I would like to sleep a little bit. But, you know, okay, bring it on. And in the visitation, it was the most unusual thing, and I'll share it with you. Listen to me, because this is prolific, because there's, there's things that have to happen. Suddenly, I was in a room. Everybody say room. It was a room that was closed. I knew it was a specific room. And all of a sudden, I was in this room. I was in the spirit. You understand, I was in the spirit. And the door opened. And Brother Hagen walked in the door. Now, I, I served under Brother Hagen, Dead Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen. And uh, I taught in prayer and healing school, but in conjunction with traveling and but he came into the room and instantly I knew it was the prophet's office. It was the prophet's room. I was in the prophet's room. Now you say, well, you're drawing attention to yourself. No, 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 no. Don't look at me. Listen, this is what's more, most important. He said, what did he say? He began to talk to me. He said, you have to contend for the miraculous. You have got to take the power of God to your generation. You have to move in the gifts of the Spirit. You have to demonstrate the miraculous. An hour and a half, that's all he talked. The same was like a broken record over and 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 over. And then right in the middle of that room, the pastor of that church, the door opened up and he walked in. The pastor of that church walked in. I said, what's he doing here? This is my vision. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, behind his pastorate, he has an apostolic, but he also has a prophetic office. Now, Dr. Dufresne's been through their church. Nancy Dufresne's been through their church. He followed Brother Hagen closely too. Be careful who you follow after. Follow after people that finish the course. Y'all still there, right? So now, I never quite had a visit. That sounds a little weird, doesn't it? Like Brother Hagen, but, but listen to me. So I didn't say nothing to nobody. In fact, I haven't even said much of it publicly, but I'm saying it here for a reason obviously. So I went back home after those meetings and I, <clears throat> the next week I flew out to California and there's a pastor in Ventura, now a board member's there and he goes to their church and he said, he said uh, 
Brother Chris, I want to introduce you to this pastor because I think he should have you in. He's my new pastor. We've just gone to new church. And he's an Oral Roberts graduate university. And we went together and we went out to Starbucks and we were having coffee, just fellowship, talking about the things of God. There's a certain kind of fellowship that comes from the fivefold ministry gifts. And uh, we were talking, I said, you know, I said, can I bounce something off? You know, I just bounce something off. You know, pastors, you your husbands, you, you know, you sit and talk after services or you talk about things of God and you're trying to, we're journeying these things. We're trying to learn some things along the way as we go, you know. We stumble into things. I said, I had the most crazy experience, not crazy, but just, I knew it was God, but just unusual for me is maybe a better word to honor, honor the experience. And I told him what happened and he looked at me across the table and he took his cup and just set it down and looked at me like, Oh, my God. I said, what is it? He said, about a, about a month ago, listen to me. He said, about a month ago, I was awakened in the middle of the night. He said, an Oral Roberts appeared to me. Hello? I didn't feel so nutty after that. I thought there's another fellow nut here with me. You understand, I'm having fun, but someone else is contending. He said, Oral Roberts spoke to him about taking the healing power of God to his generation. Oh, my. So one generation shall praise his name and declare his mighty acts to another. Now, listen to me. You are so blessed to have a pastor that loves the miraculous. Listen to me, you're blessed to come here and God will move. He'll make room for the power of God. Your pastor has contended his whole life. He's contended for the power of God. That man loves God. Him and his wife love the things of God. They want the gifts of the Spirit. He flows in the power of God. He flows in the nine manifestations. He flows in the gifts, his wife and him. It's into the next generation. It's into their daughter. It's into the grandkid. You watch. It'll go all the way down the pike. You're going to have to contend. You, you're going to have to contend. You're going to carry it. I already know. I've known it since I've been here. The first time I came here, I pulled you out. That wasn't me. It was him. It has to be imparted. You parents, you have to give this to your kids. They need to see you praying in the spirit. They need to see you, like, how would you, like, like if kids, you know, you told your kids to be home by 9.30 and they come home at 10 o'clock and say, where have you been? Well, we were at the bowling alley and the word of the Lord comes to you. The word of knowledge comes to you. So they weren't at the bowling alley. They were down at the pizza place and she was hanging out with her boyfriend. And you call it on the carpet with the gifts of the spirit and bring the fear of God in. My daughter doesn't even realize, it hasn't hit her. She lives in the house of, with the, my daughters. They live in the house with a prophetic office. They can't get away with nothing. And I'm not like on a witch hunt, nothing weird, but I just know what they're up to. Same thing, right? She, you had a short chain, didn't you? Yeah. But it's the love of God to protect him. Now listen to me. This house 
was built for the glory of God. You're here not by coincidence. You are a contributor. You've got to take the power of God to your generation. You have got, people have got to be set free. They've got to be brought here. You've got to invite people. You've got to catch on fire again. I'm not saying you're not. Please don't be insulted or offended. Please, what I'm saying is we have, we have to contend. God needs, Uncle Sam's looking for a few good men, women. Some of you ladies, don't go fishing for a husband in the pool of the world. If he don't pray and spend time with God, read his Bible, tithe and show up for church, don't even touch him. And likewise, are you with me? Has this helped you tonight? I could go a little farther, but I don't know. We'll pick it up tomorrow night, I guess. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands. When I was a little kid, I was so shy. Imagine that. Anointing will make you into another person. Boldness. And you'll flow in the anointing. And revelation gifts will flow through you, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And you will teach under the unction of Almighty God. And you will lay hands on the sick. And the latter end of a thing should be greater than the former. And you will carry out everything that God's called you to do. And the hand of the Lord is upon you and increases upon you. And that which the enemy has tried to hinder and kill, steal, and destroy has been broken. And you are the head, not the tail, above, not beneath you are blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Whatever you put your hands to, you shall prosper. For you shall be like a tree planted by the river of living water. And you shall bring forth fruit in your season. And your best days of ministry are just in front of you and your husband. Best days, your best days are yet in front of you. Lift your hands to heaven. The anointing is falling. Paul said, I knew a man in Christ, whether in the body, out of the body, I can't tell, was caught up into the third heavens. Inexpressible saw things, inexpressible for words. Third heaven. The earth's heaven, the stars, the universe, and heaven itself. Here it comes. Here comes in. Here comes anointing. Here he comes. Here it comes. Watch what hits this place. Watch what hits this place. Here it comes.
Father, we give you all the praise and glory and honor that's due into your name. Your name, the name of Jesus. Not our name, not our ministry, not us. You, Jesus, the head of the church. Yeah. God will require things out of us to make adjustments. He'll require a change out of you to go to the next level. You have to let go of some things. Vain amusement. of thy spirit shall preserve thee. Job 10, 12. Visitation. For he came unto his own, but his own received him not. And for as many as received them, him gave, he gave them the power. What? He gave for as many as received him. He gave them the power to become sons of God. Beloved, now are you sons and daughters of God. Sons, daughters of God. You don't have to be jealous of anybody. You have your own assignment. You have your own gift. You have your own design that you work with. Individual members, gifted, anointed. Here it comes.
lift your hands and worship him all over the room. Just love him right now. He's here. He's here. He's here. For you. He's here for you. Lift your hands and worship him. Okay, if, if tonight you're here, stay with me, stay connected. And you have lost children, abortions, miscarriages, lost children, 
or have been unable to have children, the Spirit of God said. If that's you, would you just please stand up? <laughs> Lost children, times past, abortion. Thank you. Stand up. Could be men as well. It's okay. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Stand up. Because, you know, husbands and wife, they lose children. We lost a child in 2008. It's supposed to be a boy. It was stolen from me. I would have trained him up to be a champion. Stolen from me. The devil will pay for it. Quickly. Abortions, lost children, lost child. Quickly, there's more. I feel there's more. Come on. Stand there. Thank you. Abortions. This is what the Lord said. I, you know, I just follow him. Right, quickly. Just come down here quickly. There's just, there's just waves of what God wants to do. I want to follow him. Stay connected. Just come forward, okay? Lost children, aborted. Listen, I, I held my baby in my hands. It was gone. She was stillborn. I held her. Spread out. Ushers, please help me. Help me spread them out properly so that if I pray for them, they can fall under the anointing, because there's a work that God does in the Spirit. It's under the gifts of healings. It's, 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 it's in there. I held that baby in my hand. Stillborn. And there's things I could tell you about, but I won't. There's no time to do it. So just lift your hands to heaven. Just lift your hands to heaven. Lift, lift them to heaven. Spread people out so that they have space, okay? So they don't fall on each other, okay? Ushers, just, just, just take charge. There's some more room down there. Bring some down there. You're doing good, thank you. Bring some more down there. There's some down on the end. Some room there, thank you. I don't want to break the flow, so please. I don't want to grieve the spirit. There's other things we have to do, so stay with me, okay? Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you for those that are here. Spirit of God, do a work in them.
People don't understand, but he understands. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you were supposed to be here tonight, right? You knew that, right? So many things that were spoken. There it is right there. Take the anointing. Take the anointing. There's things that you were that were taken from you that you've lost, and you're gonna get it back. Please don't rush anybody up, okay? Things that you lost in the natural and even relationships that you get, that God's going to restore things. Okay? All right, you got it? Our Father, bless her. Yeah, you want to do things for the Lord too. Yeah, you will. You'll do everything. You'll do everything. She'll do everything. Don't rush anybody up. right there. Take the anointing. Just take the anointing. Come here. Come forward. And the hand of God is on your life. And the power of God and the Spirit of God is on you. For it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And that which the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy will be restored back to you. And the Lord has not forgotten your prayers, for your prayers have gone up in vials before God, and they will all come to pass. And the finances shall come in, and the ministry shall emerge even greater And yeah, you knew I would speak to you. I knew you would speak to me tonight, Lord. Yeah. And the wisdom of God is upon you. For if any man lacks wisdom, you ask of God who's given liberally to all men and upbraideth not. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For what eye cannot see, what ear cannot hear, all does enter the heart of man, the things which God's prepared, for he's revealing those things to you by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And there are things that will come to you in direction that you've been praying about. And the steps of a good woman are ordered of the Lord and you delight in his ways. For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. And the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts. And the finances shall come. And there is coming restoration in many arenas and departments. Lift your hands and thank you. There it is right there. Take the anointing. Fire. Stay close. Don't touch her. Now you can put the blanket on. It's okay. The towel.
You're a free man. You are a free man. Free. There it is, right there, right there. It was right into him. that depression off of you that dark cloud that has been on you I break it off of you now be free in Jesus name please don't rush anybody up just let them stand on the morning Don't fret anymore. Don't worry. You've been fretting. Don't worry. Every hurt. You heal the broken heart, you bind up wounds. Every affliction, for he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace fell upon him. 
with his stripes. You're the healed of God. He heals you tonight, honey, from the top of your head, from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet. Heal the broken heart, heal the pain, and heal the body. anybody up. Don't touch anybody. Just let them. Tonight, there's been some realigning, a re-centering on God, isn't there? The message stirred you tonight to recenter your heart on God. There it is, right there, right there, right there, the anointing. You don't have to defend yourself anymore. Stop trying to defend yourself. Let God be your defender. You got me? That makes sense too, doesn't it? For vindication is mine, saith the Lord. There you go, right there, anointing. Now, don't faint, don't give up. There's work for you to do yet. poured your life into things. You poured your life into relationships. You pour yourself into everybody. Now God wants to pour into you. You're a giver. You're not a taker. You're a giver. You love people. You help people. You go the extra mile all the time. You always, God sees every bit of it. He sees every bit of it. Now it's time for you to be refreshed. so you don't fall into them. Lift your hands and just worship God. Safe. Lift your hands up. Safe. Things will, things will never be the same. You have to forget what's behind and press towards the mark of the prize. You know, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. You can never make things backwards come together like it was you have to create a new picture and a new season of new things. And God's the creator of all that. You know that, right? So now live for now and tomorrow for the future. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Not plans for calamity, for evil, but for a future and a hope. There it is right there. Expected end.
this right there. Just take it, take it. Lift your hands and thank God. Signed. The assignment on your life. The assignment of hell came against you, but there's an assignment of God that's greater and you know it. You've been knowing this now for quite some time. There's an assignment for you. You are to love other women and encourage them and lift them up and build them up and be there for them. You know that, right? Am I right or Yeah, right. So you will. Lift up the hands that hang down. Encourage, speak life. Carry it in. There's anointing right there. Fire under her. Let's lift our hands and thank him all over the building. Ed. God will give you financial aid. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God will bring the money in. It's God who will supply for you. Do not look to man or institution to supply for you. For my God shall supply all my needs. You got it? He loves you, honey. He's the only one. And he'll never let you down. He will never let you down. He loves you so much. There it is. Fire. There it is. Take the anointing. There it is. Take the anointing. Take it. Test. There's been a testing season. You've been tested. You'll pass the test if you stay true to faith and hold fast your confession or profession of faith without wavering. For he that is promised is faithful. Yeah, you want to go back into the things that you once moved in. Go back, come back, press in, move with God. Yep. Take it. Fire! Fresh fire. So. Fire. Bring her air. Come here, honey. Let's lift our hands. Worship God and don't rush anybody up. Don't be sad anymore. No more sad. Joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, you're willing to do anything for God, and your heart's pure. You have a sweet heart. God knows your heart, and he's going to use you. Greater things are ahead for you. I know you want to be used. I just heard your thoughts. I want to be used more for him. Yeah. No, you are enough. In Christ Jesus, you're all sufficient everything you need is already inside of you you are complete in him who is head over all principalities you lack nothing you lack nothing got it lift your hands up Nicole come here, come here. you're doing good it's okay put your arms around her
Lift your hands and thank you. Come closer, honey. Stay behind her. Honey, come back. You're not done. Come here. Come back. You know, there's things that you think that you lack in the natural because of absence of people in your world in times past. But he is your heavenly father in everything he is. He's a father to you. And he's everything to you. And he will impart all that you need from heaven. Got it? Make sense? It does, doesn't it? Okay. Fire. Take the anointing. Take the anointing. Take it. Come here. Come on. Take the anointing. Let it flow into you. Don't worry anymore. Cast your care on the Lord like you were taught today. He's with you always. There it is. Take it. Come here, honey. Don't lay down for nothing. The enemy, do not lay down to him. You push back on him. You let him know that you're in charge. With your voice, with your faith, with your prayer times, you talk to him and put him in his place. Amen? You got it? Okay. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship him. Are there more? Yeah? Okay. Now I see you moving forward into some really good seasons ahead that God has prepared and already, actually, actually, you already know in your heart things have been cut out a direction. You already know it. You see it already. God's already showed you. And there'll be more that will be revealed, but you're going to have to keep stepping in faith. Take steps. The steps of a good man are order the Lord. You keep moving forward in faith. Yeah, I know you want to do what God tells you to do. Always follow the plan of God, and you'll never be disappointed. Hallelujah. Lift our hands and thank him. How are we with time, Pastor? Are we okay with time? What are we doing? It's 9 o'clock. What do you think? Should, what, what do you think? Yeah. Lift your hands and we'll just worship God. Because there's more that needs to be done, you know. But we, we just, we seem to run out of time, see. But there's more. There's more. There's more. All the minuses, all the negatives, all the attacks of darkness, broken! Lift your hands and thank him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. These two ladies right here, quickly. Come back up, all three of you. Quick, quick. Come on, oh my God. Lift your hands up. You have, you have saying, you say to the Lord, Lord, I'll do anything. I love you. I'll serve you. I want to do your will, Lord. I love you. Fire! It's okay to vent. It's okay to share your heart. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with what you feel. But in the day said and done, always turn 
from, the, from that and put it into faith and begin to prophesy and declare your future and declare where you want to go. By faith, you frame your world through the spoken word. You decree things and they're established on you. Life and death in the power of the tongue, you will eat the fruit of. So declare my word and your best days are yet to come. The lies of hell. Fire! And there's healing going on inside of you, honey. There's healing. Emotions, heart, physical body, healing. The whole man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank God. See, there's so much that needs to be done. There's so much work. Bring her up here. Come here, honey. This is a turnaround night for you. Turnaround day for you. God has not forgotten you. He's not mad at you. You're not a failure. Your best days are coming, and you can do it. You've been told your whole life you're not amount to anything. Lies of the pit of hell. But God says, this is my daughter, my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Fire, in Jesus' name, into her. Praise the name of the Lord. Irregular heartbeats. Your heart is beat irregularity in the heart quickly. Come quickly. I'm going to call out a few more things and then we'll, we'll we've got another service tomorrow night. I, I don't want to time quickly come on. Heart irregularity in the heart. AFib. Okay. It'll be fixed tonight. You'll be absolutely whole. You won't have no problems with it ever again for the rest of your life. I know you do. I, I know. I can sense it and I feel it. I can feel it. Heart, honey. Heart valves. Heart problems. What is it? Flutters, okay, yeah. Heart, flutter, a lot of flutter. We're going to get all the flutter out. We're going to kick it right out and smack it right out by the power of God. No more flutters. Divine healing. Now lift your hands up, those that are here. Every one of you, you're going to start feeling heat in your chest area. Watch, right in the heart area. Watch, warmth will come, watch. I told you. Watch, warmth. Usher, stay close. Come on. Stay frosty. It's like, focus. You ready? A command flutter and irregularity of the heartbeat to depart from her, be healed in Jesus' name. I command the irregularity in that heartbeat. You will obey me. You will be healed in Jesus' name. I command your heart to be made whole. The fluttering and irregularity. You will obey me in the voice of God and be healed in Jesus' name. I command the irregularity and fluttering. You will obey me. You will function perfectly. I command the heart in the, in the name of Jesus, the fluttering irregularity. You will obey the voice of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. And you, her heart, will. It's perfectly whole right now. It already is. You're done. You're done. You're done. Irregularity. Irregularity. AFib. Okay. All right, I command the AFib, you liar, you fibber, come out in Jesus' name. Be healed. Command it to stop. Put your hand on your heart. Good. Now you're going to feel heat. Watch. I told you. I told you. Heat. Like a fire, right? Like fire. Like a heart of flame on fire. It was beating irregularity. Now it's on fire. Am I right? Jesus' name. Irregularity. 
heart palpitations. Yeah, all the time. Is it doing it right now? It's pretty fast right now. Is it? <laughs> okay, now watch. Command the heart palpitations, irregularity, heart fast beat. Back to normal, back to normal. You'll go back to normal. Won't have nothing but normal. You too? What is it? Tachycardia? What's that mean? Like from tech, the technology or something, you know? Ventricle. Okay. In opposition. Okay, well, let's get it working together. All right? Sound good? Does it feel funny right now? Earlier, but it's not now. That's because you're healed. Okay. Now, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, right into her heart, I command the contradiction of that heart, which is not proper. It will function now. It will no longer combat and fight against it, itself. It will fight and work to... <sighs> Hallelujah. What do you need, sis? It just goes like that. Shakes. Shakes. Shakes, rattles, and rolls? Yeah, yeah. Just okay. Right. Lift your hands. It's not right. I command that heart to be made whole. Stay behind her. Command it to be made whole. No! In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I was in one service. Lady came with spinal scoliosis, twisted. Watched her spine turn right in front of me. She said, my heart, my heart, I got leaky valves. There was an angel right behind her. I looked up and stuck a heart in her back. And she fell, boom, didn't even touch her. New hearts. That's what I like. Because I don't know if you know that, but angels bring in body parts. They bring them in. They're working from the other realm. They bring body parts in. Hallelujah. That's good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To honor time, I think we should. We should uh... How many of you are going to come back tomorrow night? I'm telling you, we're going to have some, so many miracles. How many of you are going to come back tomorrow? Stomach, right now, stomach issues. Uh, it, uh, intestines. Stomach, like it's not, I don't know what's going on. Inflammation in the stomach and you have a hard time eating. Who is that? Quickly come. See, it's still on me, you know. Quickly. Okay, heart attack. And I, and I take all of this medication. Yeah. I don't have a fluttering. I don't have that. But again, I, so when you heard that new heart. But, but I believe what the Lord says that by his stripes we were healed. Okay. So I'm looking for nothing more than to bring that back. Brand new heart. Brand new heart and that I do not have to take these medications. Okay. I understand the reason now, but I sat there and sat there because I don't have a fluttering. I don't have that. But I'm, I'm Well, you need a new heart. That's why I said to you about tomorrow. I'm going away on business. And I'm not letting this get away. All right. Now be it done unto you according to your faith. Now, Father, angels of God, put that heart in him now. My, a new heart. <sighs> Sir, you're going to feel burning in the chest area. You feel that, right? Yeah, he's putting in a new heart. Surgery. You know, Lord said in your meetings, he said, people come in one way, they'll go into the anesthesia of the Holy Spirit, and I'll remove things and put things in them. That's how it works. You know, it's hard to do a root canal without an anesthesia. But when the anointing's there, God removes. Get a new heart. 
Let's get a new heart right now, a new heart, brand spanking new. That's pretty good. Thank God for his faith. What do you need, honey? Is it there now? Is it like a knot? In the inside. Okay, lift your hands up. God already knows all of it. Stay behind her. I command that hernia on the inside to dissolve. In Jesus' name. Quick surgery, huh? There it is. Now! Take the anointing. Take it. Take it. Okay. What do you need, honey? Stomach? What is it? Digestion. Yeah. It's not right. Swelling. Inflammation. Command that to come out of her body now. You spirit of infirmity. Come out! In Jesus' name. What do you need, honey? Doctor said I had a hiatal hernia. Yeah? I have to be on stomach medicine. Stomach medicine. Forever. Stomach. Forever? Yeah, forever. <laughs> Take the gospel. <clears throat> medicine. Heaven's medicine. Now lift your hands up right now. Now command the stomach to be made whole. Now I speak directly to her stomach and I command that which is causing inflammation and problems to come out of her stomach now in the name of Jesus. Leave her now. It's gone. Lift your hands and thank him. Lift your hands. Just lift your hands. New heart. New heart. What do you need, honey? Hernia. Okay. All right. Stomach. Up and down. I don't like that. That's not good. Okay. You feel something moving in there? Like it feels like it moves sometimes? Okay. All right. All right. Now I command it to depart from her. Come out of her stomach. You leave her alone. There it is right there. Be free in the name of Jesus. What do you need, honey? Okay. What is it? Your liver? Something's wrong with your liver. Enlarged liver. A mass? Okay. Lift your hands up. You need this miracle tonight. Tonight. That's why you came. See, if we stopped, we shouldn't stop. No. Come here, come on. Okay. Now, I command that liver to function. Life would function into that liver, that she would be completely made whole. I command every mass in her body to dissolve now as Jesus spoke to the fig tree, curse it at the root, you come out of her now in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. You say, why do you yell so loud? Because I hate the devil and he's call things out. Come here, honey, what's wrong? Come on. Inflammation, digestion, inflammation. 
Be healed in Jesus' name. You're going to feel warmth in your stomach. Watch. You've been struggling with depression, too. You know, Acts 10.30 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. What about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil? See, sickness and disease, there's oppression connected to it. There it is right there. What do you need, honey? Cervical cancer, and I'm scheduled for surgery tomorrow. Surgery tomorrow? Cervical cancer? Okay, lift your hands up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for healing her right now. Where is it in? Right, point, touch the area. Okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command cancer to come out of her body now in Jesus' name. Command it to dissolve. Come out of her body now. Now! Now! In the name of Jesus. Out! Dissolve! Cursed at the root. Stay behind her. There it is. Take it all. You feel warmth down there? You do, don't you? That's pretty good. I like that. Thank you, Lord. What do you need? Something just not right with the in and the out. Okay, all right. Okay, lift your hands up to heaven. Y'all stir with us, right? All right. Stay behind her, guys. The anointing's going to hit her fast. Command her body to be made whole in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for what you're doing tonight. Thank you for touching her. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Touch her now. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God's doing miracles in here. Miracles, miracles, signs, and wonders. What do you need, honey? colon, digestive. Does it bother you right now? You have pain right now? Really? Oh, okay. Oh. Come here, Mom. Yeah. The first lady. Put your arms around her like a mom. She's being healed right now. Right now, that compassion that she's put in, you're being healed right now. I command that to come out of her body. What do you need, sir? I've had three heart surgeries. Three heart surgeries. My liver produces too much cholesterol. Your liver produces too much cholesterol. Okay. Three heart surgeries, cholesterol, liver. Okay. Lift your hands up. Father, heal him now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. That liver functioned properly. Father, fix his heart. 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 In Jesus' name, take it. You know, Jesus saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion towards him. Compassion's what heals people. Compassion. Compassion. Lift your hands and thank him. Now, Father, give her physical strength in her body. Give back to her the strength, renew her youth like an eagle, that she would mount up with wings as eagles, walk and not weary, walk and not faint, run and not be weary. 
they that wait upon them. See that anointing? Feel that heat on your head, honey? Give her strength, 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 strength. Let's lift our hands and thank him now. God's healing migraine headaches right now. Migraines. I don't know who that is, but migraine headaches. <clears throat> There's some widows in here, widows that are feeling lonely. And uh, I don't know who they, where they all are. If you're a widow, will you stand up if you're a widow? There's a few of them. I, I feel like, like the Spirit saying widows. Okay, any more? There's widows like you. Where are the widows? Quick, wid widows, come down here quick. Widows. I don't, that's what the Spirit said. Call the widows. That's what he said. So I, I wasn't thinking about that. Come here, honey. Come on. Quickly. Is there more? Go ahead and just minister to her. Just put your hand. Okay. Widows, there's another widow? Come, 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 come. Okay, come put your arms right around her. Come here, honey, come here. Angel, get over here. Now, come on, full of the love of God, come here. Come on. Put your arms around her, angel. Lift her hand. You know... You know, uh, when my aunt, you know, she lost her husband, I called her for a year straight. Called her for a year straight because I knew she was be alone after the funeral. She'd be alone. I called her for a year straight. Need to encourage one another. Amen. That's good, right? Just, love goes a long way. Bring the whole row of these teenagers up here. Come out here quickly. We're almost done. Quickly. My goodness, quickly. Boy, these, these here, these here uh, widows still got some pepper in them, you know? That's what I see. Feisty, man. If you want to cook dinner tomorrow, that'd be great. Do a big meal after the church service. Come on, spread them all out. Come on, spread out. Lift your hands up quick. Quickly. The next generation of women, men of God, quickly ushers, quickly come, quickly. Mark them with the fire of God. Fire! Lift your hands up. Fire! 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 Hand of God's on your life. Fire! Fire! La, 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 la. Fire! Money man. Fire! I see you doing missions trips. Fire! Missions trips. Fire! Missions trips. Fire! Hallelujah. They say, what's that? Gunpowder. Don't get up. Stay down there. What are you getting up for? Stay down underneath it. Hallelujah. Where are you going to go, to Taco Bell? Stay here. 
Let's lift our hands and thank God. Amen. Father, we give you praise and glory and honor that's due unto your name. I don't know about you, but I would not miss tomorrow night's service. Uh, you know, you know, if you got, you're going to have to carve out of your schedule and get here. Will you come up and bless the people? I mean, we could go more and more, but we, I feel like it's okay now. I feel it's okay. Lift your hands and thank him. Worship him. Hallelujah. I encourage those of you that are here tonight, bring somebody with you tomorrow night that you know needs a touch from God. You're seeing the anointing and the spirit of God touch, break yokes, bring freedom, bring healing. As Mr. D'Amico said, bringing organs in the middle of a service. Please don't keep it to yourself. Share, go invite somebody to come that they too can be touched. I remind you not to touch the kids down front. Just let them sit. Parents, take a seat in your pew and just sleep there. I know work's coming in the morning. You'll be fine. God's doing his work. Amen? Amen. You love the sweet presence of the Lord tonight? I love that it's done without even one instrument. You ever heard the people say, well, I just didn't feel the spirit present. The music wasn't right. Didn't need a drop of it tonight, did we? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, God, for the wonderful presence of the Lord. Father, I thank you for the mighty work and the manifestations that showed themselves tonight through your worker. God, we choose to contend for this faith. We choose to contend for the miraculous, Father, so that this can be done, so lives can be changed. People can be free from that which bound them and that the devil would be cut off at his vocal cords and rendered powerless in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you bless everybody here. Let them come back tomorrow night safe and sound. Father, with a expecting, expecting a move from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Go and be safe and we'll see you tomorrow night.